The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. How the heck are you bastards doing? This is episode number two, two, eight. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got to be honest with you. Uh, let's just get started. Okay, let's just get started. I was going to do some wacky preamble like I usually do. Screw that crap. I just want to talk about something, and we're going to do it right now, damn it. I was thinking about the human brain, my friend. And the best way to describe the human brain, everybody knows it weighs a certain amount of pounds, and it does this, and the synapses, and all of that crap. Forget all of that crap. We learned that in school. Let's talk about the real deal. Your brain is nothing more than a parent to you. You are a child. Your brain is the parent. Not in any regular kind of parent. The kind of parent that kind of stays back and watches and finds out whether or not you're going to do something dumb or not and does not act until you're actually in danger, until you can't handle the situations. They, it wants to see if you can handle the situation. If you don't think your brain is the parent and you're the child, I got news for you. You're an idiot. You ever been, you ever fall down and then all of a sudden out of nowhere your body makes this weird contortion and folds in a specific way or twists in a specific way? Does something that you're not, you were like in, 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 in the nanosecond that this takes to have this happen, you're wondering, why is my brain, I'm sorry, why is my body doing this? And then you hit the ground and then you look over and you realize that the way your body, the reason your body did that was because your brain noticed that there was an iron on the ground or something sharp on the ground or some Legos on the ground or a shoe heel on the ground and if you landed on it you'd have bruised the broken ribs and the brain said I'll take it from here jackass and fold your body in a way to keep you from landing on that crap you didn't see that shoe you didn't see that well maybe you did see it but you weren't aware of it but the brain picked it up and said oh we can't have this crap I'll take the wheel now yes it does you don't think the brain takes the you ever been driving someplace you got your GPS on you don't really need the GPS you kind of know where you're going and as it turns out you really know where you're going you're talking to your friend or you listen to the radio or you're listening to some sports and yelling at there thinking you know more than the guy who's actually played the game or you're yelling at somebody on the radio because of some political crap they said that's complete crap and you know it's crap and you can't stand that crap. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're in front of the house that you were driving to in the first place and you don't even remember the trip. You don't need to remember the trip. Your brain's like, I got it from here, jackass. Enjoy the radio, kid. I'll drive the car. That's what the brain does. Right? You touch fire. Your brain yanks your hand away. The brain takes over. Like I said, it's like a parent watching over a teenager, not knowing whether or not the teenager is a freaking moron or not. Come on. You remember being a teen, don't you? You remember going someplace you shouldn't have gone and your parent comes busting in at the right moment. You're about to put that beer to your mouth and they grab that beer and they go, Jimmy, get your butt in the car. But dad, shut up, punk. Get in the car. You're embarrassing me, dad. I'm going to embarrass you more when I kick you in the ass. Now get your punk ass in the car. I hate you, dad. Yeah, I hate you too, punk. Right? 
But then there's a situation where, where, the, where the child is do about to do something dumb. And they think and they find out about it and they want to see how far the kid is going to go. Right? Little kid, the kid, the teenager, she has her phone. She thinks her phone is safe. She thinks she has the lock on it. But she got tired of having to punch in the code every time she put her phone down for more than 10 seconds. So she set the she set the application that the house is a safe place. The, the house, when the phone knows it's in the house, it will not put the code on the phone. She doesn't think anybody's going to look into the phone. Why? Because she's kind of dumb. Her mother walks by, sees the phone on the table, and she knows that the phone is unlocked. And she's a mom, and you, she's a, and she has a teenage daughter, so you know what she does. A sweeps her finger across the screen to open up the phone, looks down at the thing where it has the text, and she notices it says, Hey, sweet bae. And she's like, Who the hell is calling my daughter sweet bae? She pushes the button, open well, the screen. It opens up, and it's like, Are you gonna go to make out point and make out and double make out and triple make out and squeeze and I'm gonna squeeze your this, and you can squeeze my that, and I'm gonna, that, and we're gonna do this and all of that crap. And she wants to slam that phone on the ground. She goes, Oh, no. She goes on her own phone, finds out where makeout point is, puts the phone back, act like nothing happened. And then the daughter walks in. Hi, mom. How's it going? She goes, yeah, hi. About to go to makeout point with some punk. She goes upstairs and tells dad. He goes, what? No punk's going to take my daughter and lick nothing, squeeze nothing, double makeout and all of that crap. Hell no. We're going to wait until she leaves. Did you find out where makeout point is? Yes, I did. Good. We're going to go. <laughs> And then the daughter leaves. Bye, parents. Yeah, bye-bye, honey. Why do you guys have your coats on? Oh, we're just trying out these new coats to see if they fit. <laughs> and the daughter leaves and the parents jump in the car right after them. Follow them on the make-out point. Make sure they locate where the daughter's car is. Trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. Uh, pull over behind a couple of trees and look at the daughter and the king with the make-out point. And the guy still has the light on in his car. And they're looking to see the kissing and squeezing and all that. And they're going, okay, I don't like this, but it's okay. And the dad is... Shadow boxing and practicing his eye gouges and testicle twists because he wants to beat this boy's ass for slobbing his daughter down. But he figured, okay, I know they're kissing and I don't like it, but as long as it doesn't go any further, then I'm already mad. But I don't want to know that we're following. He goes back to the car, he gets the club, you know, that metal pole you put in between your steering wheel to make sure it can't be turned by criminals. Well, now instead of just protecting the car, he's going to protect his daughter and he's taking some practice swings with the club and once again practicing his eye gouging and testicle squeezing and throat stomping because he's going to beat the crap out of this punk for trying to bang his daughter and he's just about to notice the car he slides up behind the car and the wife's got out her pepper spray and he goes honey did you she goes no I didn't she says well you should probably do it now okay hold on and then she practices her eye gouges and testicle twists and she he looks at her and he realizes that she's a little too efficient with it and he goes were you practicing that for me and she goes yeah kind of but you're all right now he goes i don't know i mean if you you kind of efficient with the eye gouge and the testicle twists it's like you were practicing them for me if i ever did anything wrong well then you better do nothing do, do nothing wrong you can pretty much count i'm never going to do anything wrong i mean i wasn't going to do anything wrong anyway but i damn sure ain't going to definitely do anything wrong now because you, you could actually wake me up with eye gouges and testicle twists i mean if i'm awake you can't because i'm a bigger stronger person than you but if i'm sitting there think we about to get it on and then while you climb on top and I'm thinking this is going to be great. And then you poke me in the eyes and twist my testicles. I won't have it. Actually, if, if we were getting it on, I, I would, that would be kind of cool. Remember when we got married and I said, girl, why don't you poke me in the eyes and twist my testicles? She goes, you really into that? And I was like, yeah, girl. That's not the point. We're going to just focus on our daughter right now. Damn it. You can twist my testicles and poke me in the eyes later. 
Are you, you going to do that? Oh, you know I will. All right, you girl. I love when you fuck with the eyes and touch, touch some <laughs> Back to what we're supposed to be doing. And they ease up to the car. They're listening to the car. And the dad's already pulling the back. And then he hears the daughter. You know, Bill, I don't mind making out and everything like that. And we can do all this kind of stuff. But you know, we have to keep we have to keep it above the clothes. I mean, I don't, I mean I'm too young and you're too young. I don't want to get pregnant or anything like that. I got condoms. I know, but condoms aren't 100% effective. And I don't want to do that, man. I'm just not ready, ready for that. All right, that's cool. You can still rub my balls and kiss me, right? Oh, yeah, I can definitely do that. And the dad goes, damn it. I should still fuck him up, but I'm not gonna. My baby girl's a good girl. And they both get back into their car and drive away. And then they go home and, you know, seeing as how the daughter's not coming home anytime soon, they get it on and then the wife squeezes his testicles and pokes him in the eyes because he's into that crap. <laughs> That's gross. Back to the story. Like I said, the brain is the parent. The brain is the parent. The brain stops you from doing dumb crap. What was going through my mind is I wish that the brain would actually kind of, you know, kind of jump in a little early with stuff that's that seems less important, but actually is in the long run just as important. Because if you burn your hand on the stove, let's be honest, it's not like you're going to have your hand in the fire from more than a fraction of a second. Ah, you might get a little burn. You put a little whatever on it and then you put a little bandage on it or throw some salt on it. One of the, You know, that crap that people do. And then it'll, you know, it'll stop hurting in a couple of days. And then people go, hey, what happened to your hand? Eh, burn my hand a couple of days. It's not a big deal. And then six weeks from now, you won't even remember a burn in your hand. But your, but your brain just dives in and stops that. And it makes sense. I mean, it was, but, but the thing about it is, if you really think about it, you won't, like I said, you won't get to keep your hand on fire that long. Yeah, that's as long as it's going to be in there. But there's some other decisions where all of a sudden the damn brain doesn't jump in and help you out when it's punk ass should have helped you out. Right. The kind of things that don't seem that important at the time, but in the long run are more important. Right. Like I saw a friend of mine eating oodles and noodles. Those are those little salt pack, those little soup packages with like a, it's like a little, it's like a little brick of of noodles with a little flavor packet in it, and you throw it in the boiling water, and you break the flavor packet in it, and you boil it down, and you make some soup. Well, I went to a nutritionist, and the nutritionist said, "Don't eat that crap, you bastard." I said, oh, so, oh, because I'm, I'm overweight. She goes, no, even when you're not overweight in a few months, still don't eat it. And I said, why? She goes, because that's two, it's a day's worth of sodium in that one package. And my brain knew that. And four weeks later, I said, ha ha, screw you, nutritionist. I'm eating this crap. And I ate it. And afterwards, I went, why the hell did you do that? Do you want to be on medication, stupid? Do you want to harm your health? My brain was like, huh, I didn't notice that. I was like, brain, yo, bruh. Yeah, what? Didn't, weren't you in nutrition class with me? Yeah, I was there, so what? But you, you, look, I don't let you burn yourself, do I? No, you don't, but I mean, look, look, you a grown man. I ain't gonna make all this. Well, you're not, well, if you're gonna stop me from, well, quite frankly, burning is more damaging than the damn soup that you just ate. Yeah, but it's not good for my health. It's not a problem. It's the, that one bowl of soup is not gonna kill you. Yeah, but that type of decision, it doesn't matter, man. I ain't got time for that. Look, I make your heart work. I help you breathe. All this other kind of crap going down. All the healing and all that crap. All the stuff that you take for granted. Let me ask you a question. How about this? (gasps) See, I stopped you from breathing, huh? You want me to stop doing that to make you find out exactly what the hell's going on, what you eat? You want me to stop doing that, huh? Would you like that? 
No, I know. I mean, but I'm saying you, you, you're capable of so many different things. It's not like it's going to tax you to add one more function. Oh, it isn't. Oh, okay. Well, let me make your heart race for a second. No, 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 no. That's cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't actually do that because that would actually hurt you. Uh, make it in. I breathe for a couple of seconds. will just scare you. But you know what I'm saying? I ain't got time for this crap. I'm doing too much as it is now. All right. I'm supposed to just watch everything you do. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's, that's true. I do kind of have to watch everything you do. But I don't have to watch what you eat. That's your job, damn it. I'm part of you. She told me. She told you. And you should know not to eat that crap, damn it. I uh, know, but I... Well, how come you didn't help me before? You remember that girl? Yes. Uh, do I remember? It's kind of um what I do. Don't be a smartass. You know what I meant? Yeah, I did know what you meant because I'm, I'm your brain. Yeah, I get it. So, who are you going to ask me? Like, I don't know. Shut up. Remember that girl? Yes, I just said, yeah, you knew she was crazy. Yeah. So why did you make me go out with her? I also know, being your brain, that sex and the pleasure from sex is mainly in the me. Did you just say mainly in the me? Yeah, it's kind of cool, wasn't it? Nah, it, it was cool. Okay. Let me hold on. <coughs> See, I stopped you from breathing again. Stop doing that. Stop being a smart mouth. Anyway, but the thing is, I knew. You see, I don't get much pleasure. Okay? I get to walk around, I help you breathe, go to the bathroom, and all of that stuff. But when you get it on, the genitals get the pleasure, the body gets the pleasure, and I get the pleasure. And I saw her with our eyes, and I went, oh my God, if he has sex with her, it's going to feel really good for me. Well, I mean, what about me? Oh, yeah, like it didn't feel good to you, too. Yeah, it kind of did. She was awesome. <laughs> but she was crazy. I know that. But why didn't you tell me? I did tell you. <laughs> After we finished banging her, <laughs> I would high five you. But these are both my hands and that would look stupid. It would look like I was applauding. But what I'm saying is, listen, you're a grown man. You know, I, I will help you out as much as I can. But there's going to be decisions you're going to have to make. That's why I only step in an emergency, you know. If you don't see a car coming to the left or the right and I see it, I'll move the car. Right? If you're going to land on something sharp, I'll stop you. If you're going to burn yourself, I'll stop you. I'll help you out in those situations. But sometimes you have to take it on your own self to do what you need to do. I know, but I mean, come on, man. I got stuff. I'm sorry right now. I, you, you ate a lot of food. I got to gotta worry about digestion. Uh, why don't you just do some more of the podcast episode? And I'm going to digest this food that you just ate. And maybe I'll pop back in and talk to you. But I need to divert some, some attention to this. It's, this is really kind of difficult work, which is why I usually only do it. I do most of this while you're sleeping. So just you finish up the podcast thing. And then I'll, I'll, maybe I'll talk to you later. I got to finish digesting this food. All right. Jesus Christ. Like, like he's going somewhere. Anyway, podcast audience, listen. See, the brain will do good things for you. Even though it's a smart ass jerk off sometimes. I can still hear you. <laughs> I was just kidding. You're not going to choke me again, are you? I might. All right. I got to go back to digesting your food. Thanks. I remember one time I was, I was, I was sitting in a, I was in a room with my friend. And this is, like I said, the brain will protect you. I asked my friend, I said, dude, could you hand me the bleach, please? And he threw it at me. Which would not have been a bad thing, except... He did not check to see whether or not the, the lid was securely on the bleach. And let me give you a hint. It was not. 
and it flew across the room at me. Now, I had my hand behind me. I was expecting him because I was watching television. I was expecting him to hand me the bleach, but he didn't. He threw it. And here's the thing. As I turned around, that's the moment where the bleach hit me in the face. All of it. On my face and clothes. Bleach. 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 But my brain had closed my eyes so it wouldn't damage my eyes. Oh no, there was no bleach in my eyes. Why? Because the brain did its job. Oh yeah, like a good parent. Now, I looked at my friend who really, as it turns out, didn't even know he hit me in the face with the bleach because not only did he not check to see whether or not there was a lid on the bleach, he didn't even look at where he was throwing the bleach. He threw it over his shoulder. Bleach on my face and clothes. Oh, no. So I walk over to him and I kick him in the ass. Okay, I did not kick him in the ass. I wanted to kick him in the ass. It reminded me of when I was a kid. Remember when you were a little kid and you'd have snowball fights, right? Your friends would ambush you with snowballs. Well, see, where I come from, it wasn't enough to just ambush a person with the snowballs. That wasn't good enough. One of the things you would do, one of the... wonderful skills that we acquired was the ability to time the snowball with your turning around so you'd call a person's name when you called the person's name the snowball was already in the air and as the person turns around a pow right in the face with the snowball <laughs> and it was almost always me why because the play spot the spot where we'd play as kids was furthest away from my house so when i'd get the call and we'd all come out they'd already be there waiting for me and i'd go where is everybody and they'd say hey and they'd call me by my name and i'd turn around and pop, 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 five snowballs to the face and that's what it was like with the bleach hey but the thing i have noticed about myself this is one of the things that the brain my brain actually does see if you do something to me i'm smart enough that i will find out what you did become 50 times better at it than you and then do it back to you you see i was mad at my brain because it didn't protect me from bad relationships but the one thing it did do is it made me a very very good at getting bastards so this time they called me to the play spot, but I knew where they were going to be. <laughs> and this time I built a fort, fort of snow <laughs> and I put a whole bunch of nice snowballs. <laughs> yeah. And I got a big bucket <laughs> and I put it in the bucket. And I know if you have snowballs in the bucket, this is for little kids. If you're listening, if you have them full, if you take the bucket, turn your torso to the right, to the left and swing as quickly as possible to the right it will shoot all of the snowballs out at the same time <laughs> so these bastards called up and they thought they were going to give me the old snowball to the face action <laughs> and guess again punks they called me all right and they didn't even notice my snowball fort because i was too good at building it i went around the back and i saw them all crouched down like a bunch of freaking punks holding their snowballs and chuckling but to get him again <laughs> guess again punks so these jackasses were waiting for me to come and i didn't show up they figured out what's taking him so long what's going on man maybe he's not coming <laughs> i'm not coming <laughs> oh yeah i'm here already jackasses and i waited till they all stood up 
and I turned my torso to the left while holding the bucket of ice balls. And I said, hey guys, and they all turned around. But by the time they had turned around, I had already made that sharp turn to the right, ejecting snowballs. Oh yeah, dozens of them. Oh yeah. And I bam, busted, blasted those bastards in the face and chest and snowballs. They all look like the some the frosty the snowman jumped on them off the top of the roof. I coated those punk bastards, all of them, with snow. Oh yeah, you bastards! <laughs> Don't ever do it again. See, maybe I shouldn't even be mad at my brain. Yes, my brain let me go out with a couple of women who were nuts, and I should have known not to go out with them. I shouldn't have just gone, man, they look good and would feel good to get it on with them because they're incredibly hot to me. My brain went to sleep on that. But when it comes to me getting busted in the face with snowballs, my brain said, I owe you. I owe you. That's what it said back then. I owe you. And I busted them all in the face. And I know you're wondering, why did I take this part of face and extend it? Because I was so good at hitting them in the face. Hitting them and saying face like this face was not good enough. I needed to extend the sparks. In fact, I needed to extend it more because it was such a good job of hitting their punk asses in the face. Hold on. Yeah, that's right. Those punk bastards. See, that was one of those times when the brain comes in and does good stuff for you. Like a parent. You know, you skin your knee and your mom or your dad put some Bactine on or whatever crap you put on the kid's knee. Now I have no kids. Give me a break. I don't know what that crap's called. You spray that crap on, rub it on or whatever the hell it is. And then you give the kid an ice cream cone. Well, that's what, that's what my brain did for me. Gave me a damn ice cream cone called revenge. Oh, yeah, that's right. So maybe I shouldn't be mad at my brain after all. Yes, it let me date a couple of women who were nuts. But it does keep me from burning myself on the stove. It does keep me from falling down and landing on sharp stuff. Maybe I should just shut up and let my brain do what it does. You know what, brain? I apologize for doubting you. Yes, you let me date a couple of nutcases. But you let me light up a couple, let me light up five jackasses with snowballs who were afraid to throw snowballs at me for the rest of our childhood because they know if they tried it, Bucket Man. Yeah, they called me Bucket Man because I was the master of the snowball bucket throw. Oh, they, well, people would come and challenge me. Oh, you so, you the so-called Bucket Man. Yes, I am. Hey, what's that over there? I don't know. And by the time they turn around from that little trick to make them turn their faces, and by the time they turned around, Bucket Man struck. Bam! Right in the face. Oh, yeah. Get up. Stop crying, punk. That wasn't even the big bucket. That was the just teaching you a lesson bucket, punk. <laughs> but I was thinking about that. It's really weird. You know, like you said, your brain will do will do things. It'll protect you in some ways. You know, don't do that. Don't do this. Watch out. Sometimes it lets you override it. Oh, I know she stabbed her last three boyfriends, but look at that ass. <laughs> right? Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know, I know. He set his last ex-girlfriend's house on fire, but look at those abs. <laughs> we all, yeah, we've all had one of those, even if it's not someone who's, who's that crazy, but just someone who's a huge pain in the ass and you knew they were going to be a pain in the ass, but they look good and you forgot, you just overrode the fact that they were going to be a pain in the ass. Your brain like, look, whatever, man. 
just like a parent. Yeah, he's going to stay out till 1130. We really don't. We really wanted him in by 12. We told him 11. We knew he was going to do 1130. We'll scold him. But he was too dumb to realize that we really meant 12. We played him like a sucker. And maybe that's what your brain is actually doing. It lets you go out with a couple of weirdos when you're younger. So by the time you're older, with well, a person could do some real damage to your life. You're too smart to, to go with somebody like that. I didn't even think about that. Right. It's better to date the weird person when you're 22 years old or 19 years old or 23 years old. When you have no money and your car is built out of friggin popsicle sticks. Then when you're 28, 29, 30, 32 years old and all of a sudden you got a portfolio of 401k and when they show up at your job at Burger King at 19 saying, how dare you leave me, you bastard, and start throwing stuff around, it doesn't hurt your life as much as when you're working at Wall Street and they come busting through the wall with a freaking Pontiac car and they start throwing apples at everybody and all of a sudden you can't get a job on Wall Street again. So maybe, you know what, brain, I take it all back. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe you do know what you're doing after all. So brain, this is the S machine. I started out this segment because I wanted to teach you a lesson and get mad at you for what you did. And as it turns out, I not only owe you an apology brain, I owe you a thank you. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be where I am right now doing this podcast and having the coolest audience in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Oh, hey, Brain, you back? Yeah, I'm back. So uh, did you hear everything? Yeah, I heard you. Yeah. Um, so what do, you, what do you think about my apology? I think it's nice that you apologized. And what did you think about me sucking up to you and saying nice stuff? You do realize that I, um, I'm, I'm actually you. So if, I, I can tell that you only need about 37.5% of that. Wow. Should have thought that through. Can't fool your own brain. You know what you should probably do right now? What's that? You should probably end this segment, stop embarrassing yourself, and switch to another topic. Because right now your audience is probably thinking you're an idiot. I'm pretty sure they're not. Let me ask a representative personally from the audience who's going to basically sound like that same stupid high voice that I use all the time and pretend like it's someone that's not me. Uh, audience representative. Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, man, what do you what do you think about me as a person after hearing this first segment? Um, You're kind of an idiot. Wow. This is kind of embarrassing, seeing as how that's actually me doing that voice. Yet somehow I'm still insulting myself. I, I don't under. Is there any way I, I mean, you would figure since I'm the one doing the voice that I would use that voice to compliment myself, right? Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Oh, wow. This is embarrassing. I mean, you can't say one nice thing about me person. That's actually me doing another voice. Nope. Whoa. I think I have serious problems. I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> I should probably actually get someone to actually come on the show and not have my own voice insult me. No one wants to work with you because you have you, you record your podcast at weird times. <laughs> That's a little too true. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I'm actually you. So you're actually saying that to yourself. <laughs> I got to end this segment because this is getting embarrassing. <laughs> segment over. OK, folks, let me tell you something. Anybody who's been following me knows that I'm not really a conformist. I don't really like rules. I don't really like people telling me what to do. And in my profession, I generally don't have that crap. And I like it that way. 
But even I, someone who doesn't like rules, doesn't mind some rules, right? Sometimes some rules make society work a little bit better. If we all agree upon certain things, everything works smoothly, and then we can go about our own business, be individuals, and not have to do crap that other people do, right? We all agree that stop signs are a good idea. Why? Because it keeps people from plowing into each other. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Same thing with stoplights. Even though we all know people that will do rolling stops. I'm a one second stop guy. I'll pull up to a stop sign, stop for about a second, and then step on the gas. There's always one a jerk off behind honking the horn as if they're going someplace important. And you look back at the car and you're going, <laughs> no, you're not. Okay, also, the hanger holding your door closed is getting loose. You might want to tighten that up, Junior. Right? But we have to all agree, man. We got to all agree. We got to all agree. There's certain rules we got to follow. Because if we follow those rules, society works a little bit better. I know there's a lot of rules we got to break. You know, the political system got to break that shit up because we got a bunch of douchebags in there. I get it. But I'm talking about the day-to-day stuff. Now think about it. Parking meters, uh, uh, permit parking. Those are pain in the neck. But if you're the person living there and you want to park in front of your house when you come home at six o'clock and some jackass parks there and doesn't need anything, he gets on a bus and rides to the other side of town and you can't get his car out of the way and you can't you want to park in front of your house. You're going, if this guy would just follow the rules, he would have been able to park here all day. But get the hell out at 6 o'clock because that's when the residents come in and that's when we want to park in front of our houses, that bastard. And then he gets a ticket and then he's mad. Oh, I was mad when I got my one ticket in my life. I was pissed off when I had to pay that 35 bucks. But just like anything else, I knew at that point, don't park that pl- in that place. Because the people that live there want to be able to park in front of their houses. I didn't even see the sign. So I just paid the tickets. Big deal. But I think, I think that we need to expand those little nuisance things. Those little rules, we need to expand them, my friend, beyond parking, damn it. Because if you really think about it, most people don't get parking tickets like that. It doesn't really matter. What you need to do is we need to have a special police that follow people around, that stop people from doing stuff. Like, I'd like to have an a group of people called the underbreath police. Yeah, I said it. Because a lot of times you say things under your breath and it's the precursor to something really, really bad happening. Right? I can't believe that bitch over there. What did you just say? I can't believe you called me a bitch. And then all of a sudden you start fighting. You didn't need to say that crap. If you'd have kept that crap in your mouth, you wouldn't have gotten in trouble. And quite frankly, it wasn't the first time you said it. You said it under your breath. You got away with it. You said it louder under your breath. The next time I got away with it. And one time you got too bold and said it under your breath and she heard it and you got in trouble. But if you got a ticket the first time you said that crap, you'd have calmed down, wouldn't you? You've seen it in bars. I've seen it in bars. I've worked in bars my or places with bars my entire adult life. And I've been there before. You see a couple of guys that don't like each other at all. And one guy, you're walking by and you hear one guy talking about the other guy under his breath. That guy is a piece of crap. 
right? And somehow you find yourself on the other side of the room and you see the other guy looking at the other guy and he's like, that guy's a jerk off. And you know, these two guys don't like each other. They're looking at each other in a certain way. And then all of a sudden they get even more bold and say stuff under their breath. And then it kind of snowballs. All of a sudden now they're kind of bumping into each other. You know, they're accidentally stepping on each other's feet. One guy's dancing, one guy's sitting there down and the guy dancing bangs into the chair. The guy's sitting down. And the next thing you know, two jackasses are rolling around on the ground, hitting each other in the face with beer bottles. And then when did it, where did it start? That under breath crap. I hate that guy. He ain't shit. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Oh no. But if it could have been nipped in the bud in the beginning, if the under breath police could have shown up, could have just shown up at the right time. I hate that guy. Fuck that guy. Excuse me. What's going on? Where are the under breath police? What is that? With the police force that stops you from doing dumb stuff way before you do the dumb stuff. Here's a $35 ticket because you were thinking about kicking that guy's ass and you really don't need to be kicking that guy's ass. Here's a $35 ticket. This is bullshit. You want another ticket? No, I do not. I would love it if people could give people a ticket before they do dumb stuff. The second they started thinking about doing stuff, you should get a ticket because sometimes shutting up's a good idea. I've been in many places where I literally saw two guys about to kick each other's ass. Because you know, right? if you stop the fight before anybody actually physically touch each other, it really doesn't, it really isn't that big of a deal at that point. It's a hothead moment. The guy goes home and, and the next day he doesn't even really remember that. And if it was nipped in the butt at that moment, not a problem. You get these two guys apart. Come on, guys. It's really not worth it, man. You guys should not fight. It's really not something you should do. You should just, you, you're both grown ups. You know, you both you have your own type of thing. You should just do your thing and not have to fight each other, not have to fight. And like, yeah, man. All right, all right, all right. And they start walking away. Yeah. And everybody, and the music comes back on. Yeah. And everybody's tension starts to become diverted from that fight that could have happened back to their conversation. And then there's always that one guy at the wrong time that goes, yeah, he better have turned around. Oh, no. What did you just say? And the next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire and these two people are whipping each other's asses. But what about the guy that said, better turned around, and before the guy had an opportunity to run across the bar and drop kick his punk ass to the plate glass window, the underbreath police showed up. Whoop, sir. As it turns out, the management and the staff and the bunch bouncers had already stopped this altercation. It was a fight that was about to happen, and it was not going to happen after they stopped it. But then you decided to open your big ass mouth and try to get things going. Well, we're going to have to give you a ticket. We're the underbreath police, and you just violated societal law of not knowing when to get away from somebody who's about to whip your ass. Because if they, he whips your ass, you're going to break up the furniture. You're going to ruin the night of another, the other 160 people in the room, all because you couldn't keep your punk ass mouth shut. Here's a ticket for a hundred dollars. Next time, keep that thought in your head, you piece of shit. I would love that. That would make me happy. Just imagine if we could actually get people to just, we could actually just, I mean, like I said, I know I'm a free speech guy. I really am. I want people to be able to say what they what they want to be able to say. I get it. Even if they say a lot of dumb stuff and we know there are people out there, especially in politics, saying a lot of dumb stuff. But sometimes, sometimes there's a, there's a part of me that wishes we could go, okay, free speech, unless you say something that's going to get somebody else in trouble, it's stupid. I know that goes against everything I stand for. I get it. But this, these are just thought experiments, right? These are just thought experiments. I mean, don't, don't you wish you, I mean, wouldn't it be great if that could happen? 
You've been in line and you, you're in line. You don't even know that there's anybody behind you. You got a lot of stuff in your cart. And if you saw the person that was behind you with six items, you would have just said, you know, hey, go ahead before me. But before you get an opportunity to be gracious, before you get an opportunity to do something nice, before you get an opportunity to be a good person behind you, you hear the person, hey, P, I, I wish this, I can't believe that bitch with all that stuff in the cart. I'm here with six things like that. See, I don't, I would, that bitch right there in front of me with this bitch. Why would you say that? And what's going to happen? The lady's going to turn around. I know you were talking about me, motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, you got two women yelling. And instead of this lady with all this stuff in the car going up to the counter and going beep, 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 getting the stuff, getting in the car and driving home, and you going with your two or three things, beep, 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 and going home, all of a sudden, you're sitting there and you're yelling at each other and everybody's sitting there trying to hype it up. And then the manager comes up and all of a sudden, somebody from the store takes the picture of both of you. And then there's a picture outside the supermarket that says, don't let these two dopes back into the store. And now you can't even shop at the store why did this happen one person saying something under their breath don't you wish the under breath police could come right in there and stop that nip that crap in the butt i can't believe this bitch word ma'am 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 you're about to say disparaging things about this woman who did not even know you were standing behind her you're about to say something about the way her butt looks you're about to say something about how she looks you're about to say lots of disparaging things about her behind her breath until she actually heard you and maybe even turn around and pimp slapped your punk ass well we're not gonna let that happen here's a ticket for 75 dollars for about you know, man, give me 75 dollars a lot of money yeah you know what else is a lot of money the fact that if you have this fight you won't even be able to come to this supermarket and the nearest supermarket is so far away when you add in the gas price and the amount of tick the amount of time it's going to take to get that back and forth in traffic this 75 dollars is a good way of reminding you that it's not a good idea to say the things that you were saying because this woman was a lot bigger than you and would have whooped your ass and an ambulance ride costs 500 dollars i really wish there was an underbreath police i really do like I said, I, this is just a thought experiment. I mean, I, I remember being in a, in, a, in a restaurant with some friends and it was one of those things where you order the food and, you know, the waitress would have to go this long distance to get the grub and bring it back to you. And they said some shit about the waitress, not about the way she looked or anything like that. They were just being mean and not horribly mean, but just meaner than I felt comfortable with. And I was like, guys, will you shut the fuck up? You know? And they're like, man, you, you know what I'm saying? But she taking too long. Be, 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 be. Why she ain't big, 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 And I'm going, and I'm, and I'm, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, God, you don't even know who this waitress knows. You're saying bad things about that waitress, but this waitress that works with her is standing right next to you, right? Now, she's going to go in the back and tell the waitress who's alone with your food. All the stuff you said, you know, the waitress that's alone with your food, Right? She's gonna come back here, and you're gonna wonder why your cupcakes taste funny. And she's gonna be, and you're gonna go, "What? This is a really weird taste in the cupcakes. Does it taste like sure under under um uh sure deodorant and underarm rubs? Sure deodorant and underarm rubs. What are you talking about? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Enjoy. I want to watch you eat it. Eat it. <laughs> what about the underbreath? They showed up then. And then we're we just either sir, 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 sir. <sighs> You're about to say something stupid about the waitress. You realize that? Now the waitress's friend is right there. If you kept talking, she'd overhear you. And then the waitress back there would take your sandwich and rub it on her ass and then give it to you. Would you like that? No. I would not like that. Okay, so just shut your mouth. 
right? And you all, a lot of you, a lot of your friends order the same stuff. She might mix up and give that crap to one of your friends and your other friend will be eating sandwich with ass rubs because of you. You happy about it? Would you, would you enjoy that? Actually, it would be kind of funny. Shut up. Here's another ticket for thinking it's funny. Shut your mouth. Enjoy your day. Oh, that would be so good. Oh. You know what else I would like the underbreath police to do? I would like the underbreath police to have a special, you know, please have a special victims unit. I would like the underbreath police to have a special bad conversation unit. Right? Because sometimes, I mean, I always, when I used to have to catch the bus, I'd be sitting on the bus stop and somebody would try to get in the conversation with me about stupid crap. I hate that crap. You're in your car, you turn on a radio and you just want to listen to the damn radio show. You, you, it's obviously, you can tell by somebody's face if they're really engaged in what they're listening and don't get in the car and start asking me stupid. Why do they call cornflakes cornflakes? Why don't they just call them corn chips? I mean, they don't look like snowflakes or anything like that. Can I hear about this, this, this thing? And another thing, why don't they call, you know, water is, I mean, I don't even understand. They should call water hydroxygen because it's like, cause like it's like two hydrogens and one oxygen. So why don't they call it hydroxygen? That makes more sense, right? I'd like a glass, a cold glass of hydroxygen because water, I mean, I don't know why they call it water. That doesn't even make any sense. Can I listen to the damn? There's one minute, there's three seconds left in the game. This is the game that's going to decide it. One of these two football teams is going to make it into the playoffs. And he hikes the ball. And another thing I was wondering, and I want to make sure I talk as loud as possible so you can hear this wonderful moment that you, that the whole game has been building up to. I was wondering, who decided to put milk in the cereal? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, who's the first person to put milk in cereal? Oh, that was an incredible play. Too bad you're probably sitting next to someone in your car who doesn't have enough awareness to realize that there's a there's a time to talk and a time to not talk. <laughs> I wish the police would be there for that. As soon as they open up their mouth, I would like the police to pull the car over and say, excuse me, the person who's sitting next to the person driving the car who's trying to listen to this stuff on the radio, which you would have noticed had you noticed the really, really intense look on their face and the fact that the radio was actually on when he got in the car and the fact that you know they like sports and they're listening to the sports and they're trying to talk over the sports. Here's a $50 ticket for being a dumbass. Oh, that would be so good. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, dude, what are you, an idiot? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. I'm venting right now. I'm venting right now because I've heard lots of things said under the, other people's breaths over the course of time that doesn't need to be said. And it always leads to a bigger dust up and blow up than it necessarily has to be. Sometimes people need to shut the hell up. You know, because people, when people say things under their breath, it's, it's, it's like Twitter. Twitter with some people is like the thing that they say under their breath that they shouldn't say. Right? You know, I don't know about you, but I think she's a bitch. And then they tweet that crap and then they try to erase it. Well, guess what? It's been screenshot. Just like when you say something under your breath, if it's in your head, you can't get in trouble. But once you say it, it becomes something, it becomes owned by the world. Once you say it, you, 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 you lost. It's like when, it's like when something gets screenshot. I hate that bitch. And you say that and if you tweet it and you try to erase it, somebody screenshot it. I hate that bitch. Well, someone who knows, quote, that bitch, unquote, tells that bitch unquote that you said you hate that bitch unquote and then she comes to your house and beats your ass why because it came out of your mouth and like i said once it's out of your mouth it belongs to the world i know that this is all stupid i get it but i'm just venting right now because i've heard a lot of things people said under their breath that they really didn't need to say 
and I wish they would shut the fuck up. You know? I'm just saying. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know damn well there's been people around you that have said some stupid shit. And wouldn't it have made you feel good if some police busted into the house and gave them a $50 ticket? Right? Wouldn't you as a kid love it if you went to your parents, you know, when you told them, well, when I grow up, I want to be this. Or when you're 19 years old, I really don't want to work in the family business, Dad. I would rather do this. And he says, okay, uh... We'll discuss it later. And then you walk away and go, that kid's a fucking idiot. I'm trying to hand him things on a silver platter. He'll never make it on his own. And you don't want your kid to hear that crap. But he did hear that crap. And he act like he didn't hear that crap. But wouldn't it be great if that police busted into the house and wrote the dad a $75 ticket for saying some stupid shit he shouldn't have said in the first place? Oh, that would have been great. That's all I'm saying. Well, what is the deter deterrent from getting people to say to stop saying things that they shouldn't say? I really wish there was one. I mean, some people, if you're, if you're a mature person, you know to shut up. I'm, there's certain times that I'm thinking some stuff, but it never comes out of my mouth. I never say it. There's a lot of times when people say something so dumb, I just want to go, could you come here for a minute? What's that? <laughs> did you just spit on my shirt? Yes, I did. Why? Because you deserve to have your shirt spit on for saying something that dumb. Okay, I do not I, I do not actually um wanna spit on anybody's shirt. That's actually kinda stupid and gross. I wouldn't actually do that. I would rather drop kick them. <laughs> Get in the running position, aim at them, run at them, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're horizontal and you take your feet and you hit them in the chest with it and knocks them down. I would like to do okay, I would not like to drop kick people. That that's a, just a reference to an earlier episode. But we all have to be careful with some of the things that we actually say to people, whether it's under our breath or out in public. And we see a lot of people in positions of power right now that are saying really, really horrible things. And it doesn't really matter to them what the consequences are. Sometimes when you're flailing around and failing and you're just trying to grab at straws and you say things and people call you one of the things that you say and then you try to act like you didn't say them. Right. Like if you're running for president or something like that and you say something and you know what you meant and then you try to act like you didn't say what you said and people call you on it and you try to act like you didn't say. But the thing about it is, what if somebody actually attempted to do the thing that this particular presidential candidate hinted at? Left himself a little bit of a plausible deniability. Well, what I meant was uh, what I said was. I often wonder what this guy would feel like if someone actually attempted that. Now, hopefully in this scenario, they would be thwarted or miss or something like that. But what do you think he would actually feel? I wonder. A lot of weird people out there. And even though we have the right to say things, even though we have the right to think things, even though we have the right to say things even in public, sometimes we have to realize there are consequences to the things we say, and we should not say those things. I guess that's something that comes with maturity. And wouldn't it be great if there were more people who had it? Yep. Segment open. All right, folks, let's let's talk about this. I'm recording this on the 12th and yesterday was the 11th, obviously, because that's how numbers work. And the funny thing about it is yesterday was preseason. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it was preseason. What? 
was it two days ago? Well, who cares? Whatever. Uh, football was on a day or two ago. I don't, I'm, I'm half asleep. Shut up. But the good thing part about it, about preseason football is it's football and it's great. And that means football has started. Now, is it as good as a regular football game? Hell no. Why? Because the people in these uniforms, you and I both know, 80 to 90% of the people you're seeing on the screen, only time you're going to see them in the uniform of the team that you're watching is if their punk asses go to models after work and buy the uniform because their asses will not be in the league. But it doesn't really matter because you love football. You know that this means you're close to football. And even though this isn't the football that you want, meaning a regular season game, it's still football and you love it. Just having it around feels good. Just being near the football feels good. Just seeing anything that involves real football in your team feels good. Reminded me when I was on a vacation with a girlfriend and we... we, we scheduled the vacation and then it got bumped and then we went on the vacation and the entire vacation, my delicious girlfriend was on her period. And we were both the kind of people that when she was on her period, we ain't doing nothing. And I mean nothing. And I was okay with that. It's fine. It's fine when you're home. It's fine when you're walking around. But when you're on the vacation and she's running around in the bikini and looking all awesome and you want to jump on top of her and you know you can't and she wants you to jump on top of her and she wants to jump on top of you and you can't. Oh, but the thing is, she still looks the same. It's not like she changes the way she looks when she's on a period. She's still awesome and incredible, but you can't do what you really want to do. It's not the same. It's like that preseason game. It's still the same wonderful, you know, you still love this game and you still love the woman. You still can't get enough of her. You still can't get enough of football. But you know, nothing's really going to come of it. Even if your team loses this preseason game, does it really matter? Hell no. If your woman is all hooking up on you and everything like that, you know it's not going any further than that, but it doesn't matter because you love her. You know you're not going to be able to get it on, but it doesn't matter because you enjoy her company. Everything about her is awesome. It's not just about getting it on. It's just about being near her and very similar with football. It's not necessarily about this being a regular season game. You're just glad football starts. You're just glad to be able to see football. Right now, I know that's a weird comparison, but that's the comparison that I made in my mind when I was about 20 something years old. Yes, I remember it because it was so dumb that it stuck in my mind all this time. <laughs> I thought that crap was profound back then. Yes, because, uh, you know, that's the funny thing. When you, when you remember stuff you said in, when you're in your 20s, early 20s, and you really think you came up with some. You, know, you really think you're going to be Aristotle Jr. and Socrates the Third or whatever. You really think you thought of some stuff. You know, uh, uh, being on vacation with your girlfriend. Or, actually, it was like no, actually, what I thought. No, no, it wasn't vacation. It was um, yeah, because no, I actually was on vacation and I thought that. But my real my the thought existed before, and I thought like if you have a honeymoon and your and your wife is on her period, you're out in Hawaii running around for a week and you can't get it on, and you're going. I spent all this money. My woman's running around looking all great in the bikini and I can't do nothing with it. This is ridiculous. You come back home and you can get it on at home and it's great. But you know, I spent you know five grand on this damn big damn honeymoon and we ain't even get to do nothing. This is some bull. Man, it's like preseason football. You know, like like it's like it's great and everything, but you can't really, you know, don't really 
you can't really get what you want. You know, you, you really want to see what's going on. You, you know, the, the starting quarterback's only out there for three plays. The backup quarterback sucks. You know what I'm saying? And all that kind of crap. And, you, and, and it's like the same thing, man. You got what you good. You got what your girlfriend, man. She's looking all good and everything. And you can't do nothing to it. But you can hug and kiss on everything. You can even squeeze on the butt. But when it comes time for the real deal, you can't do nothing, man. This is bull. And that's what I thought was profound in my 20s. Why? Because sometimes some people in their 20s are really big dopes. <laughs> and I was thinking about that when I was watching preseason football. I was like, I remember when I was in my 20s, I thought this stupid ass thought. But I, but, but uh, leaving that out of the equation, um, I'm just glad football is back, man. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just really good having it back as a football fan. You know, and I'm not as big a fan of football as I was back then when I was making period comparisons in my 20s. Because back then, I, I knew him. he's a double back, he's a backup linebacker, and he's a triple back linebacker, and he went to double double state, and he did that. Did, 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 did. And now I got other things to worry about. I still watch the game, and I know who the starters are, but I don't memorize stats and crap like that anymore because I got too much crap, other crap to do. But I love the game. And I realize now, and you start to realize that as football starts to get uh, it starts to come uh, back into the consciousness of everybody when it starts to, to starts to gear up for the regular season. And you realize how much your Sundays, your entire weekend actually sucks when there's no football. Think about that for a minute. Your weekends, the weekends when there is no football from February all the way back to July, from February to July stinks because there's no football no 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 let's no, let's still say it february from the february after the super bowl all the way up to you know really september because you're watching the, the preseason games but they don't really mean stuff to you you just like i said you're just glad to be watching them but then when september rolls around and the first football game starts playing just think about what it is what football is to a person that loves football like i do from 12 o'clock p.m on sunday morning because i'm on the east coast 12 o'clock p.m. to 12 o'clock a.m., that entire time period is full of football. The first game, 1 o'clock, second game, 4.15. Then there's talk about what happened during the first two games. They talk about what happened around the league. And then there's the highlight game on Sunday night. The game probably starts at around 8.30 or so. I know you're going to go, what about Monday night football? Yeah, 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 that's cool too. But that's a standalone game. And let's be honest, some people don't even get to see all of it because they got to get up early in the morning. And they don't want to stay up Sunday and Monday. You know what I'm saying? Unless their team is playing. Back to what I was saying. But where else in your life? Think about it. And if you if there's something there's something that is in your life that falls into this category, let me know. Most people don't have that where, you know, for 16 straight weeks, there is going to be one day of that week where for 12 straight hours, you are going to be engaged in an activity or watching an activity that you love for 12 straight hours there is no other place in your life where for 12 straight hours you're getting happiness like that no place people taking drugs don't stay high for 12 straight hours when they hit weed sorry not gonna happen right and you go well i was high for 12 hours no you were high for four hours then you went to sleep and woke up you weren't awake and high for 12 hours and if you did who the hell wants to be high for 12 hours you dumb bastard all i'm saying is nothing matches that 
even if your entire weekend sucks, and I've been there before, where Friday you had a fight with the girlfriend, Saturday she says we'll talk about it, Monday, and then the whole thing like, oh man, I mean, I'm sorry, Sunday you fight Friday, you know what I'm saying? Saturday you're mad at each other, you know what I'm saying? And she goes, you know what? I got to go to work. I'll talk to you when I get back. You know, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And then you know she's, you know, it's like, oh. And she leaves and you're sitting there and then she calls, you know, I'm going to have to talk to you Monday because I, I'm just too busy right now. I, we'll talk Monday afternoon after work. Okay. We'll talk then. And you're sitting there and you're bummed out. You're eating breakfast on a Sunday and you're like, man, I don't feel like dealing with this man. I feel this is going to be another one of these damn fights. She's going to be getting mad about me, but it's crap I didn't do. And then she ain't going to apologize if she's wrong. And if, if she's right, she's never going to let me live it down. And I'm sick. I'm dreading Monday because I don't feel like dealing with it. And you look at the clock and it's 11.59 on Sunday. Oh, yeah. East Coast time. You turn on the TV and all of a sudden you see these dudes talking about football and this guy doing little interviews and this and all of that crap. And you're going, football, yeah. You get to listen to that for an hour and that's just enough time to drink whatever you were drinking, your soda and eat your breakfast or drink your coffee, whatever the hell you have with your breakfast or whatever the hell that crap is. It gives you enough time if you don't want to watch it to run to the store and get some salsa and some chips or whatever crap you like to eat during your sporting event. You come back, you sit down, it's now 107. Oh yeah. You missed a little, you missed half of that bullshit crap they talk in the beginning of the show. You know, the football team is, uh, and this season I think and I'm going to start talking about crap because quite frankly, even though we should pretty much know that every year a team that we think is going to be good turns into complete garbage and a team that was complete garbage is going to be incredible it happens every year but i'm going to buck that trend and talk about stuff that i don't know what i'm really talking about i mean i understand the x's and o's of the game but i'm going to now pontificate on crap i couldn't possibly know even though i'm an expert i think the game shut up punk and then the kickoff happens and now football's here and you watch the first game and it's awesome it's decided on a 49-yard field goal that was partially blocked. Oh, yeah. And the team you hate lost. And it feels good that these bastards lost. Why? Because they partially blocked the field goal. They started celebrating, but the ball spun backwards and went right through the uprights. Oh, and one ass faces. Ha, ha, ha. Enjoy the bottom of the division, you pieces of crap. The second game comes on, and it's your team versus the team. You don't really get that crap about, but it's your team versus that team and your team plays that team and beats their asses and now you got a team that you hate losing yeah and a team that you love winning double yeah and now you got the sunday night game and usually early in the season it's usually two teams that are pretty damn good you watch that game and it's decided within within the last two minutes then there's a kneel down games over and the whole day was awesome Oh, yeah. And even the chips and salsa you had were pretty damn good. You didn't realize that buying them at the dollar store at the beginning was a bad idea. But as it turns out, this time, it doesn't seem like you're going to be going to the bathroom because this time they didn't change the dates on the cheese dip because this time it's actually fresh. Probably an accident because you know what you normally get there. <laughs> Montezuma's revenge. And you go to sleep. And you realize for 12 straight hours, you weren't sitting there biting your nails, worrying about what your girlfriend's going to say on Monday. Why? Because that's what football does. Oh, yeah. 16 straight weeks of football. 16 straight weeks of 12 hours of something I like. Oh, yeah. That's what's great about football, damn it. And it's almost here. And that's what I love about football. 
And that's why I'm glad it's back. Now, it's about two or three weeks away. I get it. But it's on the way. You know how the 20 year old me very unsensitively <laughs> called the, uh, the, uh, a, a, you know, like the period thing with the preseason? Well, slightly older me, 30 year old me declared the waiting football season being almost there that Monday of the week when the net, when that Sunday is the football. Let's say it's Monday and that Sunday football is coming on. You guys got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and football. That's like knowing your hot girlfriend is coming over right now. She called you and she said, I'm really glad. I'm, it was a long 10 days being at that seminar and being out there and visiting my family. And I'm sorry you couldn't come because of work. But guess what? The second I come over there, I'm going to come over there and this 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 outfit that i got from victoria's secrets new show there's a new store called victoria's even bigger secret and why do they call it victoria's even bigger secret because i look five times hotter in this it has a they actually have a special machine you walk in that makes the panties look even better on your ass and tits that's right and then and then you're going oh yeah bring that over here girl and she says the second i come over there i'm gonna bang you through the mattress and you're like yeah back through the mattress and you can't wait till she shows up and you know you're sitting there going it takes her approximately 18 minutes to get from where she is to here and you're standing there staring at the clock and you're going to bring your sweet ass here because I'm going to do and she's driving going I'm going to tear his ass up when I get there and you're thinking I'm going to tear her ass up when they get there and then she gets there and you bang each other into oblivion and it feels awesome well that's what it feels like when that first kickoff bang and that kickoff is like when she walks in the house and she's got on a raincoat that ain't raining outside you know the only reason she's got on a raincoat is because she's got that victoria's secret plus outfit on and it's got the special laser design panties that hug her ass in a way that normal panties can't hug her ass and then she walks in and once again you bang each other into oblivion that's what I'm talking about. That's what it's like waiting for football season. Okay, it's not actually that. That's not actually what it's like waiting for football season. Because quite frankly, as much as I like when football season starts, it's not even close to when your girlfriend comes over and with the Victoria's Secret outfit that's laser guided and laser designed to her ass and bangs you into oblivion. That's much, much better than football. I mean, football's not even close to, you know, your girlfriend coming over and Victoria's Secret stuff and banging your brains out. That's football's not that's a bad comparison. I love football. But if, if, when the girl if a, I've had a girlfriend actually come over to my house when football was on. And I was watching my home team in a close game. She walked past me in one of the Victoria's Secret outfits on. And let's just say um, I did not see the football game. I mean, I saw highlights later, but. She, you know, she walked in front of me and she wasn't even in one of them sexy outfits. She's just, a, you know, she's, she was my woman at the time. And, you know, she didn't need to wear no sexy outfits because I know what was underneath the baggy jeans and my T-shirt. I know what was under there. So that's the thing that women don't understand. It's a sexy outfits are only cool because we know when we see you wear them, we're going to be banging you. You know, that's why it's sexy. Like, you know, I had a girlfriend that would always, you know, she had this, these, these 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 stupid sweatpants you'd always wear and one of my t-shirts and she only wore that right after she came out of the shower 
when she was showering up for the specific purpose of banging the crap out of me. So when I saw the big Eagles jersey in the, in the baggy pants that were not sexy in the abstract, but when she walked out in those, I knew it was time for the banging. And so when I saw the Eagles outfit with the sweatpants, it was like, I think this is great. My delicious chocolate girlfriend is going to bang the crap out of me. What was uncomfortable was when one time a friend of mine came over in an Eagles jersey and baggy sweatpants and I banged the crap out of him. And he was like, why did you just bang the crap out of me? And I'm like, sorry, man. I'm programmed to bang the crap out of anyone that wears an Eagles jersey and sweatpants. <laughs> that part did not happen. <laughs> but I just want to say I'm glad football's back, my friend. I know a bunch of you feel the same way. I can't wait because I love football. And I think this stupid ass segment that I put on this show <laughs> probably illustrates that in more of a crazy way than I expected. But football is back. Oh, yeah. Segment over. Well, folks, thank you very, very much. This has been episode number two, two, eight of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And I want to thank you very, very much for uh, for subscribing and for listening and for telling friends. Uh, hello to my new listeners in Australia. Hello to my new listeners in Canada. Hello to my new listeners right here in the United States of America. Hello to my new li listeners in the UK. Hello to my new listeners in France. Hello to my new listeners in Denmark. Hello to my new listeners in China. Yes, China. Uh, so I just want to thank you guys very, very much for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. You people really are the coolest bastards on the planet. And I have much love for every last one of you. And I really mean that. I'm, I'm pretty sure you figured it out by now that I mean that. Uh, for those of you that are new, I'm going to check out, let, let you know that you do many, many places to check out yours truly. Um, of course, the podcast revolution network, as Anthony says, dot podcast revolution dot org. Go there, listen to the podcast, subscribe there. Please do. There's other great shows on the podcast revolution network. I would suggest you give them a try and give them a listen. You will not regret it. Trust me. I'm not kidding about this. You will not regret it. Really good shows. I want to say, uh, a special shout out to the hashtag Potter and family, a wonderful list of, um, of podcasts that support each other by getting the word out about each other's shows. A bunch of, it's really weird. There's a, there's a bunch of good shows out there. So, you know, check out the hashtag Potter and family and, uh, you, you won't, there's some good stuff there to prom I promise you that. Um, for this show, the, uh, Twitter for this show is at S Anthony says, follow that. My personal Twitter is at S Anthony Thomas, follow that. I have a verified page on Facebook that I'm trying to get people to go to. Uh, if you're on Facebook, just go into the top bar and search for S. Anthony says and you'll notice that it says S. Anthony says and there'll be a blue check because it's my verified page. So, you know, it's actually me. Um, I, have, of course, am also on Instagram and this is going to shock you. <clears throat> Look up S. Anthony Thomas. I know it's, it's weird. I mean, it's amazing how every place I go, my name is, is how you find me. <laughs> That's by design. Damn it. <laughs> and for those of you that are the, what happened to the, the email address I used to use before, I don't use it anymore. Uh, if you want to email, uh, something to yours truly, you can do it at talk to s anthony at gmail.com. T A L K T O. My name, of course, s anthony at gmail. Dot com, And that's how I will get the email from now on. And you can also direct message me on Twitter on either one of the pages, either at S. Anthony Thomas or at S. Anthony says either one is fine. Or you can also go to the S. Anthony says that podcast revolution dot org site. There's also a way to email me from there as well. So I just want to say to everybody, um, I've been doing this for a while and, and, and it's, it's been getting more and more fun 
uh, as I've been going along, mainly because it's it's a fun thing to do to tell what to tell crazy stories to people, you know, around in different countries and stuff. And also, and I've been getting wonderful feedback from you guys and um, some wonderful compliments. And I really, really appreciate that. And it feels good to know that people that you consider to be cool, which is what I consider you bastards to be, actually respect and, and like what I'm doing. And that means a lot to me. So I just want to say thank you for that. And I will see you next week, my friends, because it doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to me in your car, on your treadmill or walking down the street. I'm happy to be in your phone, in your ears. I'm glad you chose to add me to the things that you're listening to. And on the count of three, I'm going to say goodbye the same way I always say it. And for those of you that know how I say it, on the count of three, say it along with me. And for those that don't know, listen to it, rewind a few seconds, and then play it again and say it along with us. Are you ready? And then next week, you'll know what I'm going to say. And then you can be like the rest of the people who are saying it along with me while I say this. Because I know some of y'all actually tell me when I say this, you say it in your car. And... uh <laughs> And some of you have actually said, you know that thing you do at the end when you say the thing? I say it. I was saying it at the gym. I was laughing in the gym. And then somebody says, why are you saying that? And then, then I told him. And then he listened to the podcast. And now we both say So I just want to say to you two dudes and the other people that say it along with me, thank you. So are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.